0: That Sober Guy Podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. Good to be here today. Glad you're here, too. I just created That Sober Guy Podcast community on locals. So check that out It's kind of like Instagram meets Patreon We're building a community on there It's pretty exciting stuff As some of you know, have listened to the show for a while Completely disconnected from all um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter Gone, ghost uh, And decided to recently join Locals And started a community there Let me tell you a little bit about how it works The app provides direct access to your favorite creators, to their communities. You can access exclusive content, including videos, interact with with other supporters in the community. Uh, And then locals creators set the tone for what goes in their communities in terms of content and moderation. Here's the best part for me. This is a big reason why I got off of the uh, more mainstream platforms. There's no behind the scenes censorship. No censorship, we create our own community on there That's what's great, we can talk about recovery Talk about all kinds of life issues, things that's going on, having fun, wins, all that good stuff So we got some good good folks joining up And we appreciate all you who have already joined the locals uh, community I'd love to have you join too if you're not there yet There's plenty of free content. You can follow on there and and see what gets posted. Uh, You can also access the premium content by becoming a supporter. So uh, if you wanna do that, download the Locals app. Uh, You can go to thatsoberguypodcast.locals.com or uh, you can just search the app store. I think both links are at thatsoberguy.com as well. And of course, they're in the show notes. And uh, speaking of that, you can go to thatsoberguy.com, leave a voicemail. Uh, you can message through the contact form if you want to reach out with a question, comment. Uh, you can also grab How to Navigate the First 90 Days of Sobriety. This is a digital podcast course there. Uh, so check that out. Lots of good content there to help, uh, uh, help you find what works for you, I guess, in the first 90 days of recovery, which is a crucial time. Uh, it's a tough time for many. I know it was a tough time for me. A lot going on. I basically got together A bunch of friends that I knew that were in recovery, uh, some doctors, some podcasters, uh, and we talked about it. We talked about everyone's first 90 days, what their take was on it. Uh, There's some takeaways there, a 90-day journal, all kinds of good stuff. So you can check that out at ThatSoberGuy.com. And last but not least, grab a hoodie, grab a hat. Uh, They're good quality items. Got some good quality That Sober Guy podcast items there. Some bitch. (laughs) You can use the promo code, no hangover for free shipping through the end of the month of March. I don't go through the last day. Once again, that's no hangover. Type that in at checkout. You get free shipping for any of that sober guy podcast gear. All right. Seth Manter is back this week. So super pumped about that. One of my best buds. And, uh, you know, man, you go through different chapters and different times in your life when you have friends and you might even disconnect for a little bit because you both got things going on. Um, But I hope you have at least one of those friends that no matter what happens, no matter if you haven't talked for a couple months or whatever, um, when you get together, it's like you saw him yesterday. And that's how Seth is one of my best homies. We've known each other since the fifth grade. For those of you who've listened to the show for a long time, uh, you know that um, he's been on the show many times. He really helped me get sober and and start my walk down that uh, sobriety path by kind of leading the way there. And uh, he hosted the podcast, did quite a few episodes for a while, and uh, he's going to be back on the podcast this week. So super pumped about that to have him back. Uh, and that'll be uh, coming out on Friday uh, this week. Um, all right. So let's talk about today's, uh, podcast. What are you struggling with? Um, and the, the title to that comes from a post that I made in the locals community, uh, and had some, uh, folks in there, uh, respond to. And so I'm going to read, uh, what some of the things are that, that, uh, that we're struggling with and then talk about them a little bit. And, uh, hopefully you can provide some insight or, uh, some, something that kind of, uh, you know, makes you understand or relate to uh, whatever it is that you're going through at the same time. So, uh, Oh, you know what? I wanted to read one iTunes review real quick. Cause this one, this one was great. He said, uh, if you like something raw uh, so, comes from Sam Crow, if you like something raw and real, this is it. Uh, Shane speaks through the podcast. In my opinion, like we're just friends having a conversation. It's been very, very beneficial as part of my daily routine, staying sober, Um, and, uh, great resources for sobriety as well. Uh, so man, thank you for that. That's a five-star review. Appreciate it. Always appreciate reading the reviews and checking them out. Um, and, uh, if you want to do that, if the show has helped you, if it's helped a loved one, you can go on iTunes and do the same there, I appreciate you guys. And thank you for that awesome review there. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump in, uh, to today. What are you struggling with? And one of the first things that, uh, that, that, came out, we have three of them today, so we're going to go through, we'll go through three and then we'll kind of talk about the takeaway at the end. And, uh, and then we'll wrap up, uh, for, for this week's show or one of this week's shows, we're going to put two out this week, I think. Uh, so the first one comes from Theron. And uh, I hope I say that right. Theron, or, I'm pretty sure it's Theron. I know uh, Theron and I have talked a bit in, uh, in the locals community. It's been good to connect with him. Uh, and all three of these, actually, all three of these guys in here, it's Theron, Colin, and Alex, uh, w- you know, provided some feedback in that question, what are you struggling with, um, and in the locals chat. So that's one of the cool things about this is we can all communicate. And I just want to be up front, too, and let me just say, that i'm not sitting up here i'm definitely not sure as shit ain't a doctor or a health professional I'm just a dude who struggled with addiction and struggles with alcohol. Who's trying to walk my own walk and share some of my experience too. So that's the great thing about this. I never approach these and never come at these. Like I have all the answers and I'm sitting up here trying to advise people what to do. Cause I'm so fucking smart. Absolutely not. Like I'm struggling with all three of these things or at least two of them at least two of them um, have struggled with and one actively struggling with right now. So I'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, So the first one for Theron says letting go of the past. Uh, I'd like to know what you think about this. Do we let go of the past? Do we hang on to it? Uh, For me, I had to hold on to my past as it's a reminder of all the stupid shit and hurtful things I've done. Uh, And it's what's built and made me who I am today. Now the past may not define who I am, But it's always going to be a part of me. Uh, I'd like to know what you think about this. And uh, if you have any opinions, I'd like to hear some more of other views on this topic as well. So really great question. Let me turn this down real quick here. Have my other little alerts on loud. Let me get a drink. All right. Really good question. Definitely struggled with this in the past. Trying to find... um, you know, for me trying to find my identity, like who am I now when I'm sober? And that's a really, really tough thing. So like I went to rehab personally, right? That was my experience. I went away for 30 days. I got clean and sober. It was much needed. I tried many times to do it on my own. I, I, I couldn't do it on my own. I, I kept you know messing it up i'd get a couple weeks and then mess it up get a couple weeks get a couple days uh, i think i almost even had a month at one time <clears throat> i was you know flip-flopping from weed to, to drinking you know trying to suffice the drinking drinking is always the main issue for me that was the that was the center of everything and so um you know, that's really the biggest struggle. Anytime that alcohol was involved, it just led to other things. So it was kind of like the core of the, the alcohol addiction issue for me. Um, but so take, take your life, right. Um, your past life, we're talking about letting go of the past, um, your past life and you, you create an identity in that. Uh, I think I even did a podcast, um, gosh, I don't remember what number it is. I just thought of this right now, but I think it was called titled finding your identity. I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, but you, you're this person, you feel like you are this, uh, almost like this character. That's how I would put it back then. Like, um, you know, and I'm still a character sometimes today too. It's just a different, it's a different type. You know, I think we all kind of have that in, in us. Um, but back then, you know, I was worthy of partying. I, to me, I was, I wasn't worthy of living like a healthy, um, lifestyle. I wasn't worthy of, um, you know, thriving. And I also didn't know how to deal with life without using alcohol and drugs. So that identity that I had created, um, number one, it was a facade because it really wasn't the real me. Cause I had no fucking clue who I really was because I was numbing down for so many years. Um, I, I had no idea. Uh, it wasn't until I got sober that I started to realize and start to grow into the man that I am today. And so here's kind of what Theron's getting at here. And I just kind of wanted to set that up a little bit as far as my experience goes. First, there are definitely things about me that I still um, feel connected to the person that I was when when I was drinking still, right? Music is one of them okay i think that's a good example for me that i could i could kind of try to relate to this in so i wanted to be in the music business i wanted to write songs i did write a lot of songs you know i released a couple albums um me and a buddy chris of mine under the title chemical diet Um, you can go on Spotify and iTunes and you can find all my music on there. And, uh, there's, there's quite a bit of good, and there's some good stuff. We're actually listening to it recently. And Jess said, Jess told me looking, living through the glory days, huh? Raymer. (laughs) And I was laughing and, um, you know, but I don't know, call it your glory days, whatever. I made some decent music back in the day, some reggae, some hip hop, some acoustic stuff. It was a really fun time at times. There was also a very dark side to that. Um, there was a lot of alcohol a lot of drug induced long nights and days, you know on end of staying awake and, um, you know the struggle the musician struggle that I was caught in of Financially and spiritually and I don't know why I got to talk in this voice like that. I don't know Maybe that makes me feel better about sharing the weirdness that you know was my life before um but in any case, you know, there was some good to it. There was also some negative to it. And then eventually it got to a point where I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't function anymore without having alcohol in me. That was, you know, the last six months, the last year where it really got really, really bad on a daily. And, um, I, I couldn't do anything anymore without it. And it, it was sneaky. It snuck up on me. It got me real quick. And, you know, with music, after so I so I would put music out, you know, done done the thing was going down this path. You know, a lot of people maybe I think maybe we talked about this when I first started the pod- podcast because I had my boy Chris Elliott on who went by the name of pharmacist Chris back in the day produced a lot of beats for um, bands like uh, Potluck and Cottonmouth Kings and Send Dog of Cypress Hill. And we did the chemical diet album together. We, we were homies for a long time too, uh, of course. And so we had a, a lot of fun times, but we also did a lot of partying together as we recorded all that stuff, doing the music thing. And then he got into a really bad car accident and almost died like, um, a year, about a year, I think before I got sober. And so that was a big wake up call for me. Like, even though he didn't die, he almost did. I still felt like I lost a piece of my friend because he got really hurt. Um, he couldn't make beats anymore. He couldn't produce anything. Um, You know, it changed his life It changed a lot of people's lives uh, that knew him of course his family And i'm so thankful that he pulled through I was actually there when he woke up in the hospital Like after a 52 day uh, in a coma He was in a coma for 52 days And because he had just swelling and and brain bleeding and all this stuff and like, you know We literally spent almost every day together the last years, you know a couple years before that Just writing recording hanging out um and doing the thing And that was a huge wake up call for me. Like, man, like, I mean, that, that could, and I I don't mean to make it about me, but I I guess I was in some sense. Like I, that was one of my thoughts at the time was like, dude, that should have been or could have been me. You know what I mean? That could have been any one of us. There was a, you know, group of us who were, you know, kind of in the same, same boat. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a wake up call. And so bring it back you know to me and I didn't get I didn't get sober right away after that you'd think one would after like one of their best homies almost dies right it's I still it still took me about a year I think after that we had just put the chemical diet album out and you know we were trying to gain some traction and that what was so crazy that was in 2011 too that was really like at the birth of the digital like digital um music when when Pandora when um uh, What's the other platform I'm thinking of? I'm totally drawing a blank right now. But it, there was this shift, in other words, where you didn't necessarily have to have a record company to make it anymore. You know, you could you could really sell. You could start to self-produce. SoundCloud, I think, had launched around sometime around there, started to get popular. Like you had a lot of people who were starting to realize that the music scene was not so much about buying albums anymore. It was shifting to digital. Well, I didn't get that at the time. I wish I could go back and take advantage of that situation, but obviously that wasn't what God had for me. Otherwise I would be doing it right now. But um, I was too just caught up in trying to, you know, party and and live the lifestyle versus like focusing on the business end of that. And, And, and actually trying to, you know, do it. And so as that year went on and things kept, you know, started to change more. And I eventually got sober. The identity that I had in that point, the identity that I had, um, as Shane Raymer, this, uh, you know, musician struggling artist. like I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to work. I think I was doing drywall at the time, you know, I was hustling and, and doing that. Like now I go away for 30 days, get sober. Uh, actually, no, I wasn't doing drywall. I was done doing drywall, but I was, I worked for, um, I, I switched companies, and and kind of was doing a different gig at the time. Um, but in any case, I don't even know why the fuck like you care. That really is irrelevant to the story. Just fucking forget. I said that shit. <laughs> um, so I go, I get home though. And now I'm supposed to be this new person, like my identity, like who the hell am I? You know like i'm supposed to be this new sober sober person like what the fuck does that mean? Like i've never been sober in my life i've only dealt with things in my life by drinking and um, you know, like burying it stuffing it down and not talking about it Like how am I going to do this? and so I had to really build this new identity this new person and erase a lot of the um, Old ways and old habits that I had now it didn't mean that I had to erase uh, who I was completely like I still loved music, but it was a different connection to music. And I actually stopped doing music. Like, I, you know, I don't think I've, I haven't really recorded anything or put anything out since, you know, and, and what's funny is I'm talking about doing something now, what, seven years later, I've been having the itch. I've been working with my other homie, Chris Carroll, my brother-in-law a little bit, uh, you know, writing some jams here and there just for fun. It ain't anything more than fun. I love reggae, love to make like a summer reggae, little five track EP, or maybe just put out even singles. It's so great now you can just pump them out on Spotify as a single. And so it's kind of came back full circle, right? Like I still hold on to that. It is a part of my identity, but man, it's so different now. And it's taken some time for me to find my place in what that is. It's not the, it's not me letting go of the past completely and quitting music forever. Although the intention of why I'm doing music is not the same intention and not the same drive and not the same goals that I have of it today, but I still love music. It's still a part of me. So I have to let go of the past of that past lifestyle I was living at the time when I was doing music. And that takes time. It takes work. I still have to work at it, but it doesn't mean that it's still not a part of me and who I am today. I love music. Jamming on some acoustic, you know. I love helping my son make beats. In fact, I have a—he uh, has a little, um, uh, a little MK mini, little drum pad, and uh, I think it's an Akai. And uh, he, that dude, he's six, right? He loves making beats and he loves beatboxing. And so I finally—we couldn't find the cord for it. I finally ordered one, so I can plug it into GarageBand on the Mac, and then he can start making beats and stuff. So like for me. You know, sitting down, doing a beat with him, watching him do his beats, and then me jamming on some guitar or with a homie or whatever—like it's fun now. It's not what there's no agenda there, I guess. So that changed. So, I guess point being is, I'm not defined by my past, but it did help shape who I am today. And Theron kind of alluded to that in in the question. So good good shit right there for recognizing that. Um, I think when the issue when the problems arise is when we cling to the past and we're still trying to make it like it once was, but it's not anymore, you know, and, and they talk a lot about this in refuge recovery. And I'm sure beyond that, that's just where I heard it, but clinging to the past creates suffering, um, you know, which can create addiction, which, you know, it's a domino effect. Basically, we're trying to relive those moments where the newness wears off. We're trying to trying to find that, that time. And and that's why time is the most valuable commodity in this world. We never get it back. At least to my knowledge, we never get it back. So that is something that um, is uh, you know, it's important to, to kind of think about a little bit. I think I'm not defined by my past, but it did help shape who I am today. And we have to acknowledge that shit changes and we got to adjust and adapt to those changes um, you know, as they come at us, which isn't a good, it, which isn't always an easy thing to do, no doubt. Uh, but I think the first step in doing it is just being aware of it, right? That that stuff's changing. Like I'm going through some huge changes. Our family is right now. I haven't talked about it at all, but there's some huge things happening in the Raymer house right now. And um, you know, they're they're generally pretty damn positive and exciting. But there's some, you know, it's a it's a big change, and there's some fear there. And that kind of leads us into the next one: future tripping. Colin um, wrote in and asked about future tripping. He said, I'm still struggling with future tripping and uncertainty. Most of all, struggling to accept the things I cannot change. Uh, and I'm not sure which things I can or cannot change. And as for a win. Oh yeah. Cause I asked for a win too. That's right. He said, Friday will be 30 days. I think this was a, almost a week ago. I've been kind of lagging on, on getting this, this one out. Cause I've been, cause I've been so damn busy. Cause I'm so fucking important. Just kidding. <laughs> I've been busy though. It's on the back burner a minute. Glad to get it out today, but it's been over a week. Is the point? So Colin has a little more than thirty days at this point. But Colin, congratulations, sir! Thirty days, thirty-seven days, thirty-five days—I don't know. You're probably somewhere in that in that little range right now. But that's good stuff. Uh, and I think equally, as we talk about some of these struggles, I just want to remind everyone: it's equally as important to celebrate those wins. Thirty days, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, You know it's we have to acknowledge uh when um you know when when we when we do good when we do right um when something positive happens it's just as important and i think for a lot of us including myself um man i've always wanted to focus on the negative stuff that's always easy been doing that since i was a kid um but uh you know it's 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 easier to do that but it's way more productive and okay like I had to give myself permission sometimes. Say, you know what, Raymer? It's okay. Um, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to celebrate that. You know, be be proud, be happy. Because it's so easy to hang your head about the, the bullshit, what we're struggling with. So let me just say that and use an example of Colin's 30 days, man. Good job calling that out. Uh so um, anyways, back to future tripping. Colin says, still struggling with future tripping. Okay. I think I read it. Let me just do it one more time. Cause I kind of lost track of myself blabbing most of all struggling to accept the things I cannot change. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure which things I can or cannot change, uh, in, in general. So the future trip one. Okay. So you guys know, I always say this, I've said it many, many, many times, but in, for, in case there's somebody new out there, what do you do when you're future tripping and you're feeling anxiety? Look at your feet. That's one of the first things I learned. Um, when i got sober seth brought me a foot on my year anniversary of being sober i was like "What is like this ugly ass foot who i've since now passed down to my brother-in-law which was awesome on his one year um but it was like this molded cast of this ugly ass foot i'm like yeah thanks bro you're giving me a foot and he's like man look at your feet when you feel lost look at your feet And i went oh man that's awesome so then it you know kind of made sense so point being if you're feeling weird you're feeling Anxiety, You're like, dude, I'm future tripping. Look at your feet because God's got you right where you're supposed to be in that moment. And that's, that's all we can do with that. We can be in that moment. Um, Also the serenity prayer when it comes to future tripping God. And this goes into what Colin was asking about a little bit, accepting the things I cannot change. Good Lord, hot damn. That's a tough one for me. I'll tell you. There's injustices, things that I think should be a different way, things that should be that way or this way or not at all. Trust me, I can go down the list. I'm sure you can too. What does that do? It creates suffering. It creates angst inside my spirit, my soul. And for the most part, more than likely, I can't really do shit about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean we'd be lazy asses and don't participate and keep our heads buried in the sand. But one of the biggest things I learned this last year is that there's a lot of shit I can't control. And there's a lot of shit that trying to fight, um, you know, certain things that I can't control. It doesn't, it doesn't really serve uh, my family well, and it doesn't really serve my recovery well, and it doesn't really serve my spirit well. It doesn't help me help the next person, you know, so I have to be careful with that kind of stuff. And that goes into the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So I'm not sure which things I cannot change. Well, there's certain things that hold on a second here. I think uh, the fam just came home and they're, they're yelling and screaming inside real quick. Can you please keep it down? I love you. (laughs) Perfect we'll see how that works We're just trying to live in here Everybody's at home and what do you Expect me to do we have kids Oh my god Jess is going to smack me All right. So with the future tripping though the serenity prayer What can I control Let's say it again God grant me the serenity To accept the things I cannot change the courage To change the things I can and the wisdom To know the difference What can I control I can control my attitude I can control how I look at things. I can control the perception that I see through. I can control my reality of life. I can't control other people's realities. Everybody has a different reality, a different way they want to look at things just because they do it one way doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Now, would I do it that way, you know, no, I have a different way to do it. I think it's better this way, but it doesn't mean that I have the right to get mad at them or be angry with them or with it or with whatever it is. Um, because it's different than I think it should be, even when, unfortunately, when there's injustice stuff involved, I feel like, um, you know, and, and there's certain things that I cannot, I can't change. And here's the, here's kind of the key for me. This is something buddy and I talked about a few times about the things that we may or may not be able to change. It's okay to speak up. It's okay to speak out. You know, I'm all, I'm hundred percent all for that shit. Like no doubt. It's okay to stand up. It's okay to be different. You know, it's okay to say, fuck it and delete all your social media. When everyone's like, what are you doing? You know? Um, but where are you doing that from? Where's the, are you doing it out of anger? Are you, are you, are you standing up? Are you speaking out from a place where it's a healthy place to do it? That's kind of the difference. Is it, is it bringing you discomfort, despair, anxiety while you're doing it? Because if it is, then I probably got to check, you know, my intentions and, and what I'm doing. Um, if it's not, if I can do it and still be free and still feel light and I can still fight back or speak up or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the certain situation is, right? If it's a conflict with somebody or something, a family member, a friend, um, you know, you can, you can address those conflicts without being angry with them. Now, I'm, I'm also not saying that that's easy. It's extremely difficult. And I know from experience because I get angry sometimes (laughs) and I've lost my cool a couple times. You know, in in fact, I almost got in some trouble not too long ago. I don't want to go into it too much, but it was out of anger. You know, I got angry at some people and I wanted to fight and it was in the moment. I got caught in the emotions and almost went to jail straight up. And I'm very thankful I didn't. I learned a really good lesson in that. And, um, I have to be careful, you know, I have to be careful. I have to use the tools that God has given me, the tools that recovery has given me in order to control my emotions, to be in the moment and not future trip at that. So a a couple more on future trip in here, and then we're going to move on to the last one. The other one is trust the process and enjoy right where I am right now for soon. I will not be here anymore. And I don't necessarily mean not be here on this planet. I mean, yeah, that's that's inevitable, right? But I also won't be in this moment. So I need to trust the process and enjoy where I am now. You know, too often I spend too much time worrying about where I need to be, where I should be, where I should have been, where I'm going, where am I going to be next year in five years and ten years. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with planning. We can't be, you know, dummies and, and not have plans and a goal. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it starts to lead away from actually being in the moment and trusting that the ride, the ride to wherever it is, we're going is probably the best part. We're too busy tripping out on the future and what ifs and what if that happens and what if this happens, you know, that is, that is something that, um, is a waste of time. It's a waste of, of spirit, you know, future tripping. It just, it's not, it's not productive. It brings worry And there is no room for that. There's plenty of stuff to worry about tomorrow. Trust me. And, uh, you know, being in the moment, like I said, time is the most valuable thing that, that we ever get. We never get that time back. So being in the moment is so important. And that helps me to not future trip when I can stay in the moment and I can stay in, um, you know, I can stay in, uh, the place that I know where I'm supposed to be, if that makes sense. Because once again, from, from looking at my feet, God's got me right, right where I'm supposed to be. And you know, everything always works out just the way it should, as far as the future tripping too. like, there's been so many times where Jess and I have just been like, how are we going to do this? How is this going to, how is this possible? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? How are we going to find, um, a place to live. I've been in that, that situation quite a few times up against it. You know, where are we going to go? Um, how am I going to stay sober? Well, you know how I'm going to do it today. How am I going to, I'll give you a a very good example. We had Trent on the podcast last week talking about diet. This is a great one. I just remember this in this moment. How am I going to eat healthy today? I did great yesterday. It was awesome. Felt really good. Um, it wasn't always easy to stick to a certain, you know, certain calorie base, certain foods and eat on time. I'm doing it again. I'm trying We're doing the 90 day challenge. We're going to follow up on that too, by the way. So you'll be hearing more about this and this kind of little, um, experiment, how it's going and stuff. But, um, the eating thing has always been a struggle for me and how am I doing it? I'm not, I'm not future tripping on it and saying, Oh man, I'm at 40 days. Like where this or that, or I'm not going to be able to do it. 90 days is too. I'm just focused on today. I'm just focused on today. So today I had a protein shake in the morning, had some oatmeal a couple hours later and some blueberries, um, went on a run on my break. You know, that was great. And I, um, had a, a wrap, Uh, Like a turkey wrap or whatever for lunch like you give a shit what i'm eating i'm only telling you this because Like i'm i'm trying to explain the point not so much. I apologize for the foodie stuff Don't apologize. It's a sign of weakness. That's right. I don't apologize. I'm just kidding I do apologize, but only apologize when you're supposed to be apologizing and it's genuine not some stupid I'm, sorry type of shit. I hate that Bad joke. Okay Here's what i'm saying be in the moment I'm in the moment today I'm looking at what I'm doing today, and that's how we stop the future tripping. So Colin, I know I rambled a little bit there, but I hope some of that made some sense. I hope also for those of you listening, a couple takeaways there, look at your feet, the serenity prayer, trusting in the process. Some of those will help with the future tripping. All right. And the last one, we just got a couple minutes left here. Um, The last one comes from Alex, and uh, it's in-person meeting versus Zoom meetings. Um, and this is a big one. I really struggled with this at the beginning of, you know, all this stuff last year when everything changed and you know, all the rooms were shut down. So something I'm struggling with is getting to in-person meetings. I find the zoom meetings great, but I feel because I can just sit on the couch and watch a meeting. I use it as an excuse that I don't have to drive downtown to go to a meeting. Now I'm in the routine of just watching, just watching an online meeting every weekend instead of driving to an in-person meeting. Cause it's easier. So I totally get it. And it is easier. It's more convenient. Um, And it tends for me, I actually mentioned this in one of my men's meetings a couple weeks back. There's only, these are smaller meetings, the men's meetings that I'm in. And I like it because it tends to hold you a little more accountable in these ones versus I've been to some other meetings there and they're awesome meetings, but they're just bigger. You know, there's a lot more people. You know, maybe there's a hundred people in these ones, so it's really easy to just kind of tuck away and hide back and not be as um, active in the meeting, and you can just sit back and listen. Which I'm not saying is necessarily a bad thing. I think there's a time and a place where everyone might need to just sit back and listen. You know, so I don't, I'm not discouraging or saying that's a that's a bad thing. I think it just depends where you're at in your recovery, what you're going through at the time. You know, what what is your you know what is your situation look like? It's going to vary for everybody. I think the point is though, we need something. Something is better than nothing. So is it a zoom meeting? Okay. That's better than nothing. And I have found that they've grown on me. Actually, I'm starting to like them a bit more. Um, and they're helping a lot of people now, contrary to that, is it the same as an in-person meeting? It's not, it's not the same. And I really can't wait. So some rooms open up around here. If they, I've heard that, The Alano club is open here. I'm not sure. I haven't checked it out yet. I think I've said that like a month ago. (laughs) I still haven't checked it out. It's been a month. Um, You know, but I have some, some, uh, you know, some thoughts and some issues on being around people right now. And, and especially what that looks like in the rooms, are people wearing masks? Are they not wearing masks? Is it comfortable? Um, You know, people are spread out. So it's just, it's just fucking weird. Let's just put it like that. It's just weird. It's not the same. And that goes back to. You know, our first um, our first uh, uh, question or thought from Theron today, letting go of the past. It's not the same. You know, stuff has changed. Meetings have changed. So I'm clinging to this old style of meetings. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's going to go back to that. I would love it to, you know, but it seems to me like there's a lot of things changing right now. And how do we adjust to this stuff is, is tough. And then, man, just staying sober through it all for a lot of people, especially people new. It's really fucking hard. You know, it's really hard right now. Like for those of you who got sober in the last year, y'all picked a insane time to, to let, let down that tool and have to deal with all this on, um, you know, a sober tip. And I want to congratulate you for that too, and give you mad props and mad respect because you're, you're doing this through one of the most difficult times in, in our lives, like straight up you know, the mental health crisis right now is way bigger than a quote unquote virus crisis. I can promise you that, but we need something. Something's better than nothing. If it's a zoom meeting versus an in-person, but here's what I'll say to that, Alex, try, just try this week, you know, this week, pick one day and drive out to an in-person meeting. See how it makes you feel. Maybe you go out there and you do it and you realize, you know what? It's not really like, I don't really feel guilty about this because I actually enjoy the Zoom meetings. They're doing just the same. Or maybe you go, damn, I really needed that in-person meeting. Man, it was really good. Um, I'm I'm gonna go back to those. Like you're not gonna know until you try, until you um, get a general idea of how it makes you feel. how How does it affect your recovery? Does it feel good to be in person? Are Zoom's working? Everybody's situation is different. Like I said, I didn't like the Zoom meetings at first either, but they have grown on me they're convenient and I do get something out of them when I'm interactive and when I'm participating and sharing and talking and, and making relationships and meeting people and stuff too. So that has been, um, you know, that's been really cool. We got to adapt, you know, we, we have to adapt, we have to adjust. And many of us, including myself, do not like to to do that sometimes it's not easy. So, you know, find a meeting Whether it doesn't, I, to me, it doesn't matter. Is it zoom? Is it in person? If you can do both, do it. If you can go in person, please go. Awesome you got zoom ones do it. And speaking of that, we got the fourth dimension or zoom meeting. It's in the show notes, uh, every night, 6 PM. It's a great meeting. I've been sending a lot of people over there and I've been getting a lot of good feedback for it. Um, I take the kids to jujitsu damn near every night. So that's a tough one for me to jump into at six. Sometimes I'm able to hop on and listen. Um, and, uh, and check it out, but I get a ton of good feedback from it. So it's in the show notes, fourth Dimensioners, shout out to all those guys. Um, and, and shout out to my sponsor for starting it. He started that meeting. It's well up over 70 to hundred people every night. They have a speaker meeting on Saturdays. Uh, so if you want to check that out every day, 6 PM Pacific, 9 PM Eastern, the link to that uh, fourth dimensioners meeting is in the show notes. There you go. You got a meeting to go to every day. Um, all right, let's go over a couple of these takeaways from each one real quick, and then we'll wrap up today. So we talked about letting go of the past, clinging to the past and trying to relive is impossible. It's impossible to do. We got to acknowledge it. Um, we still maybe have a piece of it inside of us. We can share that experience, how it affected us, but it does not define us, even though it helped shape who we are today. So really good right there. Great question. Great thoughts. Glad to cover that one. Uh, the next one was future tripping. I got a couple verses from Matthew here that I wanted to read. And and I just really relate to these in this future tripping, um, you know, kind of thought. And this is, this, uh, this says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow. will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 634. Um, I always think of that when I think of future tripping, like, man, what am I worried about today? Like tomorrow, I got enough shit to worry about tomorrow. I don't even need to do that. I just need to stay in the moment. So remember we talked about being in the moment. That's huge. When the future tripping comes, just look at my feet. I'm right here. I'm gonna focus on this today, you know, and actually I just thought of this and this is just as important. I should have, should have went into this a little bit more earlier, but I didn't cause I didn't remember, but help someone else. If you're tripping on something, if you're worried about something, you know, buddy, always tell me this. One of the best things you can do, go help somebody else. That'll take you out of yourself, take you out of self, take that selfishness away, take that worry away go serve somebody, go help somebody call another person who struggles with addiction or alcohol and check on them. How you doing? You know, the other one said, uh, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. You are not much more valuable than they Matthew 626. So I really, you know, and, and Hey, if, you know, if, if, uh, whatever your higher power looks like, I've always said on, on this show, um, you know, I don't preach that. You know, my beliefs are the only beliefs and the only, the only things that, you know, that you have to believe just like, like That's not, I don't, I just don't, I don't think that's godly of me to do. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people are turned off by God and by, uh, especially even Christianity for, for that, um, you know, for that very reason, the legalism, if you don't do it this way, it's the wrong way. Uh, There's even some stuff in recovery and some of the rooms with that, that I don't really care for. So whatever your higher, higher power is, whatever your uh, connection to something greater is than ourselves, you know, you can still take those verses and apply them in in any way. And basically you can say, you know, whatever it is that's higher, um, you know, you take care of, of everything, the birds, the nature Um, you know the the trees everything like they're fed they're taken care of and you know, you know God's gonna take care of me too, you know So something to keep in mind if the god thing is an issue for you, which I know it is for some people Uh, And that's your walk dude, bro. That's your walk bro. Like fucking shit, man. Like that's you man This is my walk. That's your walk, bro (laughs) Had to go into the voice there man, but for real it is I'm not here to tell you what to do. I don't have all the damn answers. Like, come on, give me a break. All right. Last one in person meetings versus zoom meetings. Here's what sums that up. Do what works best for you and adjust if it's necessary. We got to adjust to things, you know, try some things out, figure out what works best. And if you, if it's just a lazy type of thing, just get up and go try a meeting out. Just plan one, go check it out, see how it feels and go from there. It doesn't have to be a big thing where we overthink it and stuff. So, uh, once again, Farron, Colin, Alex, uh, thank you again. Thanks for supporting us on the locals community. Um, I appreciate you guys writing some questions out, sharing your thoughts. Um, I just want to tell you guys, it's so valuable, like just you guys doing this and, and, um, and then me playing my role and being able to share this on the sober guy platform to go out to many others out there who are struggling, who are going through some of these same things. I promise you it's going to help a lot of people. So um, we're all kind of doing our part. If you haven't joined in locals yet, please do. Um the links are in the show notes. You can go to thatsoberguide.com. Everything's there. You can download the app. Just follow us. If you don't want to support, that's all good too. Just go on there and check it out. Appreciate you guys. Share the podcast with a friend. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.